just i mean as soon as the music starts you can say welcome back huddle up i wanted to start off with a question you're listening to huddle up a football podcast each week tony dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the nfl he's joined by guests from all around the football world bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the national football league subscribe now to join the huddle welcome back welcome back Huddle Up, a football podcast. I'm Tony, joined by Daniel and Corey, as always. Welcome back, Daniel and Corey. What up? Hello. I was overthinking it. Daniel's right. The question is simple. You have to pick one player in the NFL to tackle you, and they're going to hit you for a million dollars. What player are you going to pick? <laughs> Which player are you going to pick? For a million bucks, who's it going to be? Uh, Corey, you go first. Welcome back, Corey. I'm glad to be back. We took a little break there. Uh, I think we needed it. The NFL took a little break. Uh, for a million dollars... I'm just going to go all in. I mean, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. No, no. Say it. Oh, God. Aaron Donald. No, you took him from me. Oh, no. You took him from me. Okay, great. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I would want to feel the entire weight of the NFL on my head at one moment, and it might kill me. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. (laughs) Yeah, why would you guys want this? I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why. I didn't think in a million years we'd be fighting over the opportunity to get mauled by Aaron Donald. Damn it, Corey. You got me. I, I would have picked Aaron Donald. Good good pick. Really? Oh, yeah. Good pick. <laughs> I was planning oh, no. Aaron Donald, knowing nobody else would I, pick him. Okay. I thought you were going Blankenship for sure. No, that's okay. Explain <laughs> explain why Aaron Donald. Anything other than what I just said about crushing he's his the skull? Best defensive play, he's the best defensive player in the NFL. Um if you, if you feel like an opportunity like that, you got to take advantage. Why not? I, I, how much cooler is it to say I got plowed by Aaron Donald over like Roberto <laughs> Blankenship? Okay. Uh, Daniel, let's move on. Daniel, what's your pick? Uh, Corey mentioned mine. I was going the complete opposite. I'm going to take the smallest little teeniest guy that's a starter in the NFL pretty much in any position. It's Rodrigo Blankenship, the kicker for the Colts. <laughs> The it says he's, yeah, the goggles, man. He is tough. Um, 6'1", 183. I saw 191. Uh, I saw 191. Either way, not too far off uh, <laughs> of, of my my body size. And I feel like I'm looking at pictures of him, man. That Just that NFL helmet makes him look so tiny. Remember, <laughs> here's my problem. Bring it on. Here's my problem, Daniel. You're underestimating the man. He's all legs, okay? And do you remember... Uh, these guys, when these kickers get a hand on somebody, think about Pat McAfee here, okay? Uh, do you remember? Pat McAfee's big, though. Yeah, he's Like, big. muscular guy. Okay. Rodrigo is not. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I'll take another big guy, but not as big as Aaron Donald. Not big in the same way. Probably as big, but not in the same way. I'll take Ben Roethlisberger, because I think there's a oh, chance. Wow. I think that there's an, a chance that he'll break himself before he even gets to me. There's a possibility of this, right? And That's if he, hilarious. And if he hits me, I'll just bounce right off him. It's fine. I'll be fine. That's I, hilarious. I'll be fine. That is, that is not who I expected. That is awesome. I thought maybe <laughs> I didn't expect Bosa that at all. or Leonard. No. If I'm not getting hit by the best, give me Ben Roethlisberger, and I've got a chance of surviving at least. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's incredible. That is such a wild card. You guys are just wanting to, like, because if Ben Roethlisberger gets you good and lands on you, you guys are both breaking bones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But but everybody loses. And I I'm laughing, dollars. though. Blanket chip tackles me. I'm laughing, and oh, I still get a million. Enough. Okay. Anyway, well. <laughs> that was a fun exercise. Welcome back. It's Huddle Up, a football podcast. 
Um, we're back regularly now, once a week and sometimes twice a week. Uh, we, took, we did take some time off, but I think that's pretty normal for the industry. Things slow down. And, I mean, we've, we've got the same points to talk about. Let's just touch over the last couple of weeks here. R- recently today, Richard Sherman's in custody in Washington. And some people know this, some people don't. But in Washington, if you're caught up in a domestic case, like, there's no bail. You're stuck until you get in front of a judge and he can evaluate what happened. So Richard Sherman will spend the night in jail. He's supposed to be in front of a judge tomorrow at 4 p.m. A lot of charges don't really know what happened. Something about a vehicle and evading police. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on and right burglary. now. There's and burglary. There's burglary and, and burglary. domestic were the top two. And yeah, his, his so. wife at one point spoke up against Ian Rappaport, and he rescinded a, a previous comment. There's a lot happening right now with Richard Sherman. It's going to develop. And that actually brings up a point. In one of the last episodes of the last season, I mentioned uh, he was signed somewhere, and, and Daniel seemed confused. Daniel was right. Richard Sherman's a free agent, and this is not a good look for him as far as football goes, and it's not a, a good look for him as far as you know a man goes either. So I'm not trying to just say just yeah. a football thing. Really out of character for sure. Um, I know they legalized a bunch of drugs up there. You think he was running around naked high on meth? <laughs> oh, geez. They didn't legalize meth. Did they legalize meth in Washington? They decriminalized everything, I'm pretty sure. Wow. Well, the do we do we know when this actually happened? Uh, I believe it happened like early, early this morning or late last night. This is where yeah, it was like a Thursday show recorded on a Wednesday. So as of Wednesday, I know that's when he got arrested. Do we know when he actually did all this? Because this may be the reason why he's not on a team. Uh, that's a fair point. I don't believe that it was like a long term thing. I think this was this is a flashpoint thing. Like this just happened. Okay, I wasn't. But sure. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure either. I'm just watching. Aaron Rodgers. We all know about Aaron Rodgers. He says he's going to let us know in a couple of weeks. If you haven't seen um, AJ Hawk on the Pat McAfee show recently, now he's always on the Pat McAfee show, but I've said this before. Pat McAfee interviews Aaron AJ Hawk as though he's a guest on the show when it comes to Aaron Rodgers because of the unique relationship there. The things that AJ Hawk didn't say led me to believe that Aaron Rodgers will be on the team. Does anybody disagree with that? For one year. I think he'll be here for one year. Anybody? One year. I agree with you. Yeah. At this point, it's just getting too late. Yeah. I, I don't see him getting moved. But he's not, he's not there long term. Anybody disagree? Cor- correct. No. Deshaun Watson. We have to touch base on that. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Go ahead. A couple. Uh, I think right before we took a break, I asked who he had in the match. I don't remember who he picked, but uh, uh, Aaron, oh. Aaron Rodgers and Shambo did pull it out. I remember uh, who I right? picked. Who'd you pick? I picked Aaron Rodgers and DeChambeau, and you guys acted like I was crazy. Ah, uh, you know what? We did both take we both took uh, yep. Brady and Phil. Yep, that's fine. But I got it, you. I'll tell yep. you, the, I don't know if you saw it. Their guys, their strategies were fantastic. The pros just went for the green every time off the off the tee, and they let the quarterbacks hit their just straight drive on the fairway, and then the the pros hit the second shot every time. It was absolutely brilliant. Uh, Bryson did spray it everywhere, but Rogers was just on the fairway every time. And then Bryson was just able to clean it up. It was fantastic. Watson, nothing about Watson. There's been Watson, Watson, Watson. And then I think for the last like three weeks or so, we haven't heard anything about Deshaun Watson. That tells me a couple of things. Really. It tells me nothing. I don't know a damn thing, but (laughs) I think when lawyers are involved and there's chatter, that means there's nothing going on and they're, they're, you know, they're, they're trying to create something to have an argument about. Right now, there's nothing from any lawyer. Nothing, nobody has said anything. That tells me that we're getting somewhere with this, this Sean Watson news. I don't know that there's going to be an outcome soon as far as a settlement or a, the lack thereof. I don't know if that's happening. But something is happening with the Sean Watson. It's under the surface. 
and we don't know what that means. Does anybody have anything to say about that? Uh, I've seen them kind of popping out in public in pictures here recently, so um, I think it's getting taken care of one way or the other, and I don't expect him to show up for camp with the Texans, so we'll see what happens. You think I, that, I don't. Do you guys expect him to play this year for the Texans? I don't expect not him to play. Texans, no. If he's not on the exempt list, I expect him to show up. I would show up if I was Deshaun Watson. He ain't showing up to the Texans. I would show up to the Texans if I was Deshaun Watson, knowing damn good and well I'm not going to play for you because they have to start paying him. I would, make, I would make a stance. That's what I would do. I would show up at minimum because if you're there, they have to pay you. I think the quiet is more of a bad thing because I think it's just going to come out one day like it did for Zeke that just the suspension hit down because, you know, the NFL might be looking at everything behind the scenes right now and they might be getting close to a decision and we just don't know anything. So um, I think as we get closer, we'll hear a lot more, but I don't think he's playing this year at all for anyone. To clarify, I should say he showing up is not enough, but showing up in the, in the preseason is enough to not have them find him. And then they have to make a decision, and then the commissioner has to make a decision. And if he goes on the exempt list, that's when they have to pay him. If I was Deshaun Watson, I would show up because then that forces everybody else around him to make a decision. I, that's my plan. Do I think he plays? No. I think he might play this year. I really do. I think he – what's, what's the precedent here? Six games for sexual misconduct? I mean, seriously, let, I'm not trying to, to downplay this. This is serious. If Deshaun Watson is making dozens and dozens and dozens of women really honestly – uncomfortable that's a major issue and the man needs serious help and six games isn't enough if that's actually what's happening here right zeke got six games for one accusation that wasn't even true so well there you go not a benchmark yeah Yeah. so i think yeah okay so you're right maybe it is at least a year you're right i'm I'm not trying to say it shouldn't be i'm just trying to figure out what's fair for yeah i'm just putting in perspective I, i mean i think he's out for the year Okay, uh, anybody else? Anything else there? Nope. Deadline to sign franchise tag players is today. This is a Thursday podcast at 4 p.m. Allen Robinson and Chris Godwins are, are two, uh, two big-name offensive players who were franchise tagged who don't have contracts yet. It seems like they're writing out their franchise tag. Does anybody see them tagged again? Is there going to be a deal strike right away? Anything there real quick? Yeah, they're probably just going to be franchise tagged this year. I don't see anything else happening. You think they're going to? Yeah, I don't on? know. I don't know if this means. I mean, obviously there was a falling out ish between Allen Robinson and the Bears, but then they drafted Justin Fields. So, you know, if they end the season on a high note, you know, he gets a better quarterback. He might be a lot more excited to join the team next year. And obviously, I, I think Chris Godwin. You know, the Bucks get far again. Brady comes back another year. I think he's going to be, you know, willing to resign again. So I don't think there's anything to read into this quite yet. All right. Last of the news. Urban Meyer says that Trevor Lawrence isn't the clear starter at quarterback position for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think we need to pump the brakes here. What is going on here? Is this a camp battle or is... Who the hell is he competing with? Tre- tre- uh, Garner, Garner Minshew. That's who. Oh. Yeah, Garner Minshew might be the starter, man. Oh, I had to look at the... I was pulling up the roster. Oh, That's no. I mean. I'll tell you. It's either uh, it's Trevor Lawrence or it's Gardner Minshew, and we don't know who it's going to be yet. Is that is this bullshit? Hilarious. What is that's this bullshit? This is just this is Urban Meyer showing that he's going to be a bad NFL coach, is what it is. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of that. I mean, you draft a guy number one overall. Everybody in the world knows you're going to be the starter. 
and he's already and he's ready. So, uh, and he said that BS about ETN about oh he's not ready either, and oh let's try him at wide receiver, you know, to just to test his catching ability. Like he's just getting way too cute, way too quick. I, I think it, it, the Urban Meyer experiment may not last very long. So this is not a camp battle, correct? Correct. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's do a draft about camp battles. We're coming into camp. Um, we finally have something to talk about again. This is exciting, and and there are players at positions, and it's controversial about who will start. So let's let's go through a draft here. And I've decided I'm taking the second pick, and I get that liberty because I said so. <laughs> now the two of you are going to debate for the first pick, and by debate, I mean guess the number closest between 1 and 10. I've got it written down, and I've taken a photo in my phone for proof. It's time-stamped. So 1 to 10, you both get a number. Go ahead and pick real quick. 4. 5. 5 gets it. The number was 7. I've got proof. Daniel, who's your first pick? What's the, the your favorite camp battle? Who's your, your favorite? That's what I'm trying to say. Um... Look at this list here. There's, there's actually we wrote down looks like 15 different, uh, different options here between QBs, running backs, wide receivers. My favorite, I, it's actually going to be the same. It's my favorite, and also I hate it the most. If that sounds weird, but it's the Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater battle because I think it's actually a battle. I did not think that it was going to be. I thought that they initially had brought in Teddy Bridgewater as like insurance. And Drew Locke was going to get one more year to prove it. And then if he didn't prove it, then Teddy Bridgewater would be there to recover during the season and then, you know, potentially help them with their next quarterback that they would draft, anything like that. But um, I've also got a little skin in the game with this one uh, because I bet a guy at work that Drew Locke would be the starter (laughs) week one. And it's not looking so great, according to news. And also, like, the fantasy football sites have Drew Locke um, <laughs> statted out for zero points week one. That's reassuring. Um, but that's the one I'm going to be playing, paying the most attention to. Um, and I think it'll have the most to do with, you know, the the weapons for Denver. I mean, you know, I'm super excited for Jerry Judy and then Cortland Sutton to come back, and I'm not going to be as excited um, with Teddy Bridgewater, a quarterback, even though he did okay with the Panthers, they still weren't a good overall team. So that's the one I'm going to be looking forward to the most. Tony, what about you? Yeah, I, real quick, I like that. I, th- I think bringing Teddy Bridgewater in definitely creates competition. I hope Drew Locke wins and he elevates his game. I think that would be incredible. He's got the talent and the arm strength. Uh, maybe bringing Teddy in, he, he's able to put it all together. I think that'd be a lot more entertaining, but I think you're right. It definitely is a battle. I, they're going to put the best player out there. Teddy's a proven veteran and a proven starter. That He's not elite, but he can run an offense. So I, I definitely think it's a competition, but I hope Drew wins. It, it is exciting. Yeah, yeah me I, too. I agree. I hope Drew wins. I really do. And I, But what's crazy is like this time last year, I was the biggest Teddy Bridgewater like sympathizer ever. The man suffered a gruesome injury, and the fact that he's playing football at all is honorable. Like, I mean, it, it's something – Teddy Bridgewater was supposed to be so much more than he can be because of that horrible injury that he had. And, and I think we overlook that sometimes. That doesn't change the fact that, that he's a, a great quarterback. I just had a major issue here with one of my monitors, but I think we're okay. I'm going to move on to the second pick. I'm taking uh, James Robinson and Travis Etienne as my favorite backfield uh, battle. 
forgive, forgive me if I've thrown off here. Um, the fact of the matter is James Robinson was an undrafted free agent with 1,000 yards rushing, 49 receptions. I mean, I mean, what more could you ask for out of any running back, let alone somebody that you just picked up off of the street, right? And then to, to, to bring in Travis Etienne, a highly clout, I mean, a first-round pick, that doesn't happen very often with running backs anymore. I guess it does uh, every other year, but uh, it's becoming less and less common for teams to put the draft capital into that position. I'm thinking Sony Michelle, was he the last one? Was he the last first-round back? No, he couldn't have been. No, there's one. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire got yeah, taken in the Clyde first Edwards-Hilaire. last yeah. year. You're right. 30 seconds. Yeah. All right, yep. Regardless, there's a precedent here with that first-round capital in the running back position. You only have a little bit of time. And like we were talking about earlier with Urban Meyer, is some of this smoke or is this the real deal? I don't know what's going to happen here. I feel like ownership is going to push down on him, hopefully, to get these players that they're putting all their capital into the game. It is confusing to me that they took him given James Robinson's success, but I'm excited to see. I mean, if we're talking about this is the bottom, 1,000 yards with 49 receptions, that's the floor. That's what we expect. I'm excited about this backfield. One of the guys is going to be a big deal. I really hope so. No, yeah, I, I like that a lot too. I really hope they don't just throw James Robinson off to the side because I think that'd be a big mistake. I think having them both active and I think – Kind of looking at some of these that we have on the list, I, I think it's a common theme. There are a lot of backfields by committee, but I do see that being the case here. I don't think there will be a necessary, like, a surefire winner. I think you're going to see both of them get the ball. I hope that happens. I think that should happen. They're both weapons. But I to take a guy off the field that's a – I mean, is it safe to say he's a four-down back or a three-down back? I mean, he does it all. He's a big guy. So. I think it's safe to say that. I, th- I really do. 240 yeah. attempts, 49 receptions. This guy can be I on. Think, I, I mean, we, I missed on him. I w- didn't even know who he was until it was too late. Well, nobody did. Everybody and, yeah. is in that boat. Yeah, I, think, I think they're going to benefit more from having them both on the field, and that's what should happen. Hopefully it doesn't go another way. And <laughs> if it does, yeah, like you said, Daniel, that might be a quick uh, uh, tenure for uh, <laughs> Urban Meyer. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, the the only thing that's working against James Robinson is, is the regime was not there previously. So there it wasn't their guy. We see it all the time. Even if a guy was good, the next set of like coaches and, you know, I'm not going to say ownership, but it kind of seems like the coach has a lot of, you know, decisions in the ownership, but then, you know, they they want to start a new regime. They have a new quarterback, a new franchise, you know, face of the franchise, and then they take, you know, seemingly his best friend from from college and they draft him in the first. I mean, there's a lot of stuff working against James Robinson, but I'm I'm with you guys. I mean, he looked he looked so good. <laughs> if if ETN gets the bulk of the carries, which he shouldn't, um, I, I think the Jags would be a worse team than than utilizing James Robinson. So I agree with I agree with that. Corey, you got the third pick. Take it. It's hard. Uh I'm looking at the quarterbacks mainly. I think I got to go with Cam Newton and Mac Jones. Oh, I, oh, 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 I love it. I, I've talked so much shit about Cam Newton, and there, he shouldn't win this job. He shouldn't, but, but he's part of to. me tells me he's going to be on the field week one, and it's going to be the biggest mistake we've ever seen. There's no Jeez. way 
Cam Newton starts more than three games. If that happens, the Patriots will not make the playoffs. I, I just <laughs> Mac Jones out of college is a better quarterback than Cam Newton. Cam Newton shouldn't be on a roster as a quarterback. I mean, hey. it's as simple as that. It doesn't sound like you think this is a competition. I don't think it's a competition, but unfortunately, I think it will be a competition. And I, I, I think out of camp. Uh, Belichick's going to give it to Cam Newton, unfortunately, which that's why it's so interesting to me. I believe that Cam had more rushing touchdowns than any quarterback at all. I think he might have the most rushing touchdowns. Start him at running back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. This is going to be a linear draft, not a snake draft. So, Daniel, you are back on the clock. Okay. Um, The next most enticing camp battle easily to me is Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. And I don't know why it's this much of a camp battle um, because the starter is very clear to me, but Sean Payton seems to have held on to his love of Taysom Hill uh, for some time now. So, um, you know, this is being called by, you know, everyone, one of the biggest camp battles of the off season and much like the, well, not a whole lot like the Drew Lock Teddy B, where it's a lot closer than this matchup. Jameis Winston just clearly should be the starting quarterback. He just he is a quarterback. Taysom Hill is a like a fillet knife or a, not a fillet knife, utility knife uh, for a What's team. He just uh, yeah, he <laughs> a fillet well, knife. Yeah, same thing. Like utility. Good for one thing only, a fillet knife. Yeah, I, I was looking. One I was looking job. at a fillet knife on my desk, <laughs> right where I'm at. So. Why is there a fillet knife on your desk? <laughs> it's just kind of one of those things that's just here. I've got some shotgun shells oh and a fillet God. knife, and <laughs> let's go. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a picture for you. It's that's, funny, but I was looking great. right at it. So sorry. Anyway, um, but yeah, Jameis it should definitely be the starter. The the Saints are better if Jameis starts. Um, Alvin Kamara is better. Michael Thomas is better. The wide receiver two if there is going to be one, is much better. If Taysom Hill plays, it's going to be like the Ravens offense. I mean, yes, very efficient, but you can't rely on anybody else. And, you know, fantasy players outside of Taysom Hill would hate this as well. So just Jameis makes the offense better. You guys both agree with that? Well, they're not just better because Winston starts. I think they're better because Taysom Hill would stay in his role that he has right now that is so effective. I think by making Taysom Hill your starter – Regardless of who the quarterback is, obviously, if you're, you know, it's Taysom Hill and Cam Newton, there's an obvious winner there. But, um, yeah, you, I think you have to start Winston. You got to use Hill like you use Hill because that's what he's good at. And he's an absolute, nobody, whenever he's lined up out there, nobody knows what the hell he's going to do. If he's going to catch a pass, throw a pass, or run the ball, you never know. So, yeah, you've got to start Winston. And it's kind of the same thing with Cam Jones or Cam Newton, Mac Jones for me. Like, there's an obvious winner here, and it shouldn't be a battle, but it's interesting that we're talking about it. And I am up next here. Now, I'm going to go off the sheet. I'm going with a player that we, a, a backfield, I suppose, that we okay. didn't put on the list. And Daniel and I actually joked about this, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. I don't think we've got enough time to do a third round, so I'm taking my guy right now. I'm taking Tim Tebow against the field. I think the man's oh, going to make the roster. Oh, God, no. Listen. Here's who, here's who he's competing against. Luke Farrell, James O'Shaughnessy, and Chris Manhurts. I mean, what are yeah, we talking about a, here? This is, who this is who he's competing against to make the <laughs> roster. 
I'm not even talking about being, I'm not saying he's going to be like a prolific starter, but if he can make the roster and then now here's the, I, I can't believe I'm saying another Jaguars player. What is wrong with me? Out of one side of my mouth, I say Urban Meyer is a complete idiot and he's going to run this team right into the ground despite the 101 pick being Trevor Lawrence. Out of the other side of my mouth, I'm saying, what if Urban Meyer is smart enough to observe great coaches like Sean Payton, who we just talked about, and what if Tim Tebow can just be, as Daniel so eloquently said, a fillet knife? What if that's possible? <laughs> what if that's a possibility where he can block just a little bit, catch just a little bit, throw just a little bit, just be a wild card? And by the way, sell a fuckload of tickets in the meantime. I mean, sure. I mean, guys, I think this is a very exciting battle. I think it's one that Tim Tebow can win, even if he's not the best player, which might not be the best for the team. And maybe that's, again, back to maybe we'll be talking about Urban Meyer in six months about how he doesn't belong there anymore. I don't know. We'll find out soon. But I'm, hey, a very, you, I'm very excited about Did you just see the breaking news, Tony? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the Jaguars just traded for Zach Ertz. No, they did not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, Jesus. I thought you were talking about the legal <laughs> stuff with Urban Meyer. Jesus. Oh, uh, no. Or Zach Ertz. I honestly felt sick to my stomach. I felt like I was going to throw up right on the microphone. Oh, we got five shots on the line for that. That would be too good. You, you, you're both taking five shots. That's all there is to it. And look, I'll, t I'll, I'll give you my argument one more time. Luke Farrell, James O'Shaughnessy, Chris Manhurts. Next. Yeah, that's, that's tough. That's real uh, tough. Yep. <laughs> Take it, Corey. Your last pick. Uh, hell, I don't know what I want to do here. Um, let's go with, oh, my screen just went black. We're going to go with good luck. Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson, and Michael Carter. No, I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. We're going to go with Mims, Corey Davis, Jameson Crowder, and Elijah Moore. Whoa. And, I originally wasn't going to go with a wide receiver group, but, and for me, it's not necessarily training camp, but I think with a guy like Zach Wilson, uh, he's going to be slinging the ball everywhere. And I think there's one of these four guys is going to be fantasy relevant this year in probably a heavy way. And Corey Davis is probably the best wide receiver there. I think he proved that last year, but it could be one of these other guys, most likely Elijah Moore or Mims. So for me, it's about seeing what, what, happens throughout the season which one of these guys pops but i think one of them will pop um i think if you take crowder out of the mix it'll be mims davis or elijah moore and i think that'll be really interesting to see because zach wilson will be slinging it this year i can promise you that why do you take crowder out of the mix i mean we kind of talked about it earlier today just briefly he's kind of a PPR guy like he just catches the ball he's not a big play guy but when you got two young guys like Mims and Elijah Moore unproven and then Corey Davis who I don't like him going to the Jets but something unexpected could happen like if Zach Wilson works out he could be uh, one of the best receivers in the league I don't know like I feel like it's the same with those other two young guys too I just think somebody's gonna pop somebody's gonna pop I agree um yeah, this one kind of hurts for me because I, I love Denzel Mims. And I think just kind of, I think he's like 6'2", 220. Um, he's got the X build. But there was already reports coming out of camp that Denzel Mims was working with the twos. 
and that he was kind of falling behind a little bit. And it was not the coaching regime. I mentioned that before that drafted him. So I think, unfortunately, um, well, Corey, I agree with you. I think Corey Davis is going to be the wide receiver one out of this group. And then the Jets were reluctant to re-sign Jamison Crowder, although they agreed to a deal. But I think Elijah Moore is the Jamison Crowder replacement. So, unfortunately, I think it's going to be Corey Davis as the wide receiver one, just kind of the X receiver in this offense. And then Elijah Moore is going to be next. And Denzel Mims might be left in the dust, unfortunately. I'm surprised nobody said, okay, let me ask you this question. Uh, Gelato Williams and Melvin Gordon. Is that, that a was my, I was so close to taking that last round. I'm surprised, but, but is it a camp battle or are we predicting, what was it? Um, who, who I was think it? it's going to be a battle to see who starts. I'm thinking of Nick is Chubb it? and uh, not Frank Gore. Uh, Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde. I'm thinking of Nick Chubb and Carlos Hyde. Is it a camp battle? Or is it a Nick Chubb, Carlos Hyde situation? Which one is it with those guys? I don't think it's a yeah. camp battle. Yeah, it's uh, Javante's going to take over at some point as long as he performs. So I, I think it's going to be just like well, because Carlos Hyde got cut, right? He didn't get hurt. He just got cut, and then no, Nick he Chubb got traded. Took over. He got traded. That's right. Yeah, he got traded to. Can't believe it. Yeah, so the, the Dolphins, after the season Miami, started. Florida team. A Florida team. Yeah, so it's going to be a little different because I think Melvin Gordon is going to be a thorn um, for Javante Williams, and I think they'll be a good team with both of them in there because they both have good traits. But, yeah, this is one more year for Melvin Gordon because he's done after this year. His contract expires with the team. They're definitely not going to be re-signing him, and that's going to be Javante Williams' team. So it'll be interesting to see if that, that that's, a, that's a cool analogy there because Melvin Gordon could easily, you know, I mean, he's a running back, so he could get traded or he could get hurt. And then Javante Williams just takes over and never looks back. I, I love that. I, I think it's both. I think it's a battle and, and and that situation, that what you said. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.